We're going to be in Psalm 3 today. Psalm 3. It's only eight verses. Psalm 3. Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say to me, There is no help for him in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me with his holy, from his holy hill. I lay down and slept. I awoke, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousand of people who have set themselves against me. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you have struck all my enemies on the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. Psalm 3, verses 1 through 8. Let's pray. Our God and Father, we humbly approach the throne of grace and mercy, praying that you might be with us during this time of Bible study. Father, we are grateful for your word and know it to be absolute objective truth to guide and instruct our lives, to instruct us and comfort us as we walk on this earth. Father, we pray for forgiveness of our sins and shortcomings and pray that you may be with us to open our eyes to see Open our ears that we may clearly hear, that we may understand, and open our hearts that we may receive your word. We're thankful for your word. We're thankful for Jesus, and it's in his name that we pray. Amen. In Psalm 3, David, his life has been turned upside down. His son, Absalom, has turned on him. His good friend, Ahithophel, also has turned on him. If you need the background to Psalm 3, it's found in 2 Samuel chapters 15 through 18. And what you're going to find there is, is that Absalom has been working to steal the hearts, the Bible says, steal the hearts of the men of Israel, and to have this hostile takeover of the throne. And it is beginning to happen, and David had to go. He's uh, gone from Jerusalem to the valley and out to the Mount of Olives, and it says that he was had his head covered and his feet were bare, and he was just leaving, trying to gather himself, to regroup, to figure out what he's going to do next. And so with that as a backdrop, as you look at this psalm, it's divided nicely into four sections here. Verse 1 and 2, verse 3 and 4, verse 5 and 6, and verse 7 and 8. In verse 1 and 2, we talk about David's troubles. Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say to me, there is no help for him in God. There's a number that have increased. You can find actually in 2 Samuel 15 and verse 12 that Absalom has uh, a, quite a group of people 
who were on his side, the momentum's on his side, as David had to flee the city. So he, David's on the run, and um, Ahithophel, not only is he on the run from his son David, the emotional distress of knowing that your son has turned on you, but your best friend and counselor and helper, advisor Ahithophel, has turned on you and has gone to the side of your son Absalom. And you can really see how that hurt David in Psalm 55 and verse 12. To have all of these people who were once trusted people and friends and family have now separated himself, separated themselves from him. No doubt they have increased to have troubled him. They rise up against him to take the kingdom away from him. Furthermore, in that text of 2 Samuel 15 through 18, there's a number of people who said there's no help for him in God. Shimei in particular, he's the one who's still from the house of Saul and still upset that David's the king instead of Saul. He's the one throwing dust in the air and kicking rocks, throwing rocks at David, calling him names and cursing him and so on. You know, where is God now? Where is God now? You know, since you have... Uh, taking the kingdom from Saul, you're just getting what you deserve. So, to say the least, David has truly been troubled. He's going through this trial, just like you and I, right now in the midst of this coronavirus stuff and uh, limited things that we can do and being quarantined. And, you know, David had to be looking around thinking, what in the world is going on? This is bizarre, just kind of like we are right now. We're looking around thinking, what in the world is going on? This is crazy. The world has been turned upside down. And so we can kind of lean on David a little bit. We can understand. It was a different affliction, a different trouble, but nevertheless a trouble, a bizarre situation, much like we are in as well. So, number one, lots of trials. Number two, trust. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me. My glory, the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice and heard him. He heard me from his holy hill. I see four things in that in those two verses. We, we see, first of all, that David says in verse three, but... And so that tells us that he's switching gears, that there was indeed trials and troubles and distress and difficulty, but there's something good. God is still there. God is still alive. God is still on my side. But you, O Lord, are a shield, my glory, the one who lifts up my head, and the one who listens to my prayers. Those four things. Quickly, let's think of those. A shield. When does a warrior wear a shield? Is it when he's with his friends and family, just hanging out and having a good time? Maybe it's when he's sitting around the dinner table after a long day. That's not when warriors wear shields. They wear shields when they go to battle. And so that's what we're learning here from David. He may be on the run from Jerusalem, but this is just a matter of regrouping. He's not going to be running from this. He's going to have the shield. Just like the Apostle Paul tells Christians to have the shield of faith. 
and to go into battle. David is saying here, I'm going to wear my shield because I'm not going to run from this. I'm not going to let this situation defeat me. And that's the way we need to look at life too. Life has ups and downs, difficulties, trials, troubles, and difficulties, but we don't let them get us down. There may be time that we have to pause and we have to regroup, but we don't run and we don't quit. The Lord is our shield. Secondly, He's my glory. Now maybe it is that David's looking at his life and realizing where he got off the rails before he could say, you know, I was the king. Well, not anymore. I was a father. How well your son's turned on you. Maybe I expanded the kingdom, but it's not yours anymore. He could be feeling like a failure where he once felt rather comfortable and pretty good about his life. He realized that all of those things he once had were the things that God has given him. And the problem was is that he lost sight of who gave him that. It was God who gave him the king kingdom. It's God who gave him that place of power and position. It is God who gave him the victories in war. It was God, and he's admitting that now. God is the centerpiece of my life. You are my glory. You are the one who's done all this for me. And so he's wearing a shield and glory. And furthermore, he's the one who lifts up my head. What do we think of when we think our head is when our head is down? It's usually when we're discouraged, when we're down and out. David's saying, God's going to lift up my head. We have a phrase. You and I, we talk about keep your head up, keep your chin up, move forward. It's kind of the same idea. God's going to be the one who lifts up my head and helps me to walk with dignity and pride again. And number four, in verse four, I cried to the Lord with my voice and he heard me. David knew where he could turn. David had a source of strength. Just like the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Paul saw Jesus as the source of strength, so David sees God as the source of strength. In my time of trouble, I can turn and talk to the Lord, and I know this, He'll hear me. And so there are trials, but David has turned and says, now I trust in Him. Now, once he has laid out the troubles of his heart, the things that were burdening him, and acknowledge that he is going to trust in God. Now he's at peace. That's verse 5 and 6. He's able to lay down and be unafraid. Verse 5, I lay down and slept. I awoke. Why? For the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. few things. He was able to be at peace, to lay down and go to sleep. And he awoke, for the Lord sustained him. God is awake when we're not. God is awake and available and alert. The Bible tells us that his eyes are over the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. And here we see those eyes are over the righteous. And David says that, I lay down and I was able to sleep. And I awoke because the Lord is with me. Kind of reminds me of some other things like in the New Testament. 
In Matthew 8, verse 23 and 24, the disciples are in a boat, a storm comes up, and they're afraid, and they start getting on Jesus, saying, don't you care that we perish? And where do we find Jesus? He's in the boat with them, and he is asleep. He is at peace in the midst of the storm. We can be at peace in the midst of the storm, especially when Jesus is not only in the boat, but he's in our life with us. It also reminds me of Acts chapter 12, where James and Peter had been thrown in prison for preaching the gospel, and James has already been killed, and Peter is next. What's Peter doing? We find him in verse 6 of Acts 12, sleeping. As a Christian, you are in a win-win situation. And so, he's able to be at peace. Peter was at peace. Jesus was at peace. David was at peace. Psalm 3 and verse 5. You and I, no matter the trial, no matter the storm, no matter the place, no matter the circumstances, we can be at peace. Verse 6, Psalm 3. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. If the situation is overwhelming, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. David said, doesn't matter. I won't be afraid. We don't have to be afraid. Not when God is with us. And so, Psalm 3, verse 1 and 2, trials and troubles. Verse 3 and 4, trusting in God. Acknowledging who God is in your life. Verse 5 and 6, you're at peace, unafraid, tranquil. Verse 7 and 8, what do we learn? After we've had a good night's rest, now it's time to get up and go. We don't just sit idly by and wait on God to do everything for us. He will be with us. We have to get up and go. Here, first he calls on God, Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you have struck all my enemies on the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs to the Lord, and your blessing will be upon your people. Two things. First of all, in verse 7, David says, You have. See, this is helpful in our lives especially when tragedy strikes. What did David do? He looked into his past to find hope of triumph in the future. Here's what I mean by that. You have struck all my enemies on the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. He's looked in the past and he has seen how and where God has been with him in the difficulties and has seen him through it. That's a good thing. When David faced Goliath, when all of Israel was running and afraid, David went out to the front line and he faced down the giant and he said, you know what? God has delivered me out of the hand of a lion and a bear. And today, you will be handed over to me by God. But you see what David did? He looked into his past and he remembered what God has done. God delivered him out of the hand of a lion and a bear. And today... Based on his past, what God has done and has seen him through, now he can face his giant. Same is true for you and me. We can look into our past and we can see where God has been. 
during some of the darkest times in our lives, and God has been there and has saw us through it. David is the same one who said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. We notice in Psalm 23 that it was David who said, I have to walk in the valley of the shadow of death. I have to get down in there in the deep, dark parts of the valley. But when I'm down there, in those struggles, in those storms, in that darkness, where I'm afraid, I'm not going to fear. Why? Because you are with me. Where there's a valley, there's going to be a peak. And David knows that. And so when you look at Psalm 3, it is David trusting in God during some very troubling times. And you and I can draw our strength and lean on our faith. We can trust in God during some very troubling times. Notice the very last portion of the last verse of verse 8. Your blessing is upon your people. Thick and thin, good and bad, God will be there. And He will indeed see us through and bless us. Be mindful. Trust in God during some of the most difficult and trying times. Thanks for listening. See you next time.